0: good monday morning everybody i am glenn geek in ocala florida
3: and i'm jamie jennings and i'm in norman oklahoma you're listening to horses in the morning on the horse radio network for march 8th episode 2635 brought to you today by kevin equine happy international woman's day really cool it's monday monday is my favorite time of year This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me.
1: I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular.
3: Glenn the Geek.
4: You look especially radiant today, your grace.
3: I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it,
0: people like me. (laughs) Happy Monday! Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. As I promised in the shows last week, we would keep you up to date on what's happening with the EHV-1 situation. If you're not quite sure what that is, go back to last Wednesday's episode. We did a special uh, where we talked to a veterinarian about what EHV-1 is, and, and it was downloaded a lot. And I know a lot of you listened to that, so go back and listen to that. We'll assume you know what it is by this time, and we'll just give you updates on what's happening in the United States here. I have Kayla on here also who is joining us she's on the road today so she's on her phone she's the host of the sales and breeding episode here once a month hi Kayla hello
1: hello guys
0: Well, I have Kayla on here also because she's a rider down here right now, training and showing in Ocala, but she's also from the Northeast, and that's where both of these stories are out of. So to give you an update, there is a story out of Pennsylvania. This is New Bolton Center, and uh, we've talked about New Bolton quite a bit here on the show. That's in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, horse country right outside of Philadelphia. Uh, and they had a horse that was euthanized there uh, after being diagnosed with EHB-1, and that was the neurological uh, p- part of EHB-1, and apparently that horse uh, was admitted to the hospital after showing severe signs. A number of exposed horses... Uh, uh, a number of horses were exposed there and are now in quarantine and that's on a farm called on point farm and they're quarantined for 14 to 21 days and they're taking all the precautions there and everything. Um, So Kayla, what do you know about that story?
1: Um, I mean, basically from what I've heard, and there's so many rumors going around. So I urge listeners to not just run with the rumors. You kind of have to get all the facts because the, you know everyone's talking everyone's starting to panic it's like covid all over again um but horsey version and <laughs> the like there's a big rumor that oh my god it's a it's a public barn and everything like that my impression from what i've talked to cuz i have a couple clients is that on point farm is a private barn um but the affiliation with radner hunt is through the two people that manage both farms um, are a married couple, and one is, manages Radner, and one manages uh, On Point, and the president of Radner keeps her horses at On Point, or is On Point. I'm, I'm not too clear with that, but I know that's their affiliation, but there are no cases at Radner as of this point. Like, you know, they, they're not a f- directly related.
0: In and Radnor's instance, a pretty instance. big stable, right? That's a lot of horses there. Yeah. yeah. Big hunt club, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, big hunt club. They have lessons. They they pony club. They've, they've got a little of everything going on there. And um, so, but I actually just had a client come down and they're staying with me in the house down here and they didn't bring their horses because of this. They're going to give it a week. They're testing their horses. I mean, Radnor's already going above and beyond testing some of their horses. It sounds like, um, And and trying to stay on top of this. I mean, that's all you can do is be smart and just stay on top of it. Um,
0: Before we get into Florida stuff, I did have a couple of people reach out to me who just, you know, don't know a ton about horses. They're new to the horse thing. And they were saying, well, exactly how contagious is this? It's very contagious. Um, yeah. You know, you you get, you know, horse, uh, you get horse not on your clothes and then go to a different barn and, you know, a horse, you know, touches that same spot. It's that contagious. That's the reason why, you know, people strip off all their clothes when they leave. They take showers before they go to any other barn. You can't have cross-contaminated anything. It's very contagious and that's the reason that everybody gets so you know excited about this it's covid contagious you know it's that contagious yeah uh as
1: i say we have to treat it like covid you know it's it's just now it's not safe to go to the barn without you know sanitizing yourself luckily we all have masks and sanitization products so what about doki does he have a mask
0: well, that was, um, it, well, it I'm going to get, don't do answer stuff. that because I'm going to get to that. I have a money-making <laughs> idea that we're going to talk about here, the three of us. Ooh. We're going to do this and make a fortune. <laughs> so let's go to Florida first, uh, down where I live in Ocala. So it started coming out that uh World Equestrian Center was issuing press releases that they might have a horse that was affected in one of the barns because they're showing big time over there right now. And then it, it came out that, uh, in fact, there's what? two or three horses that have been out of Barn D that have been infected. Is that what I'm reading?
1: Yeah, so from what I've read, and again, the the problem is is they're trying not to cause mass panic, I think. Um, But they do issue a lot of statements. Is The first two horses are from the same stable, but they were in Barn D. And they were sick. And now there's a third horse that I don't think has actually been confirmed. They're they're waiting for the test result on the third horse, if I'm correct. Yeah, and the third and, horse had a
0: very high fever, apparently. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So but but that horse isn't from the same barn, but was in barn D at WEC. So now they're they've halted everything. I just got an email um because the the whole thing was they're not allowing shipping. Um Which so means you I couldn't go show there because the
0: you keep your horses outside of uh, the World Equestrian Center, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so I, I had to stop showing um I, I got to show last Wednesday on my young horse and then basically they sent out an email saying ship ins are no longer um allowed, you need to scratch from your show your classes, and then but then they in the same turn said, but you can get stalls here if you want and stay here. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was a little bit. So I actually did reserve stalls for this, this week. This like As of tomorrow, I could move in um, just in case. But now with this other horse, I'm waiting just a little bit longer. I'm trying to be smart about it. Plus, if this horse comes back positive, I think they might shut the show down.
0: Because um, they're allowing showing just everybody in Barn D's quarantine, from what I understand. And they have yes. it quarantined, Jamie. They have fences around. They have guards. I mean, it's quarantined.
3: Yeah, they swarm, yeah. swarm, yeah. swarm. Yeah,
0: um, so, well, this is—I mean, God, it's just like we—we've dealt with this for people the whole last year, and now we're going through the same version of with horses. So we'll keep you well, up to date. That's where we are again, now. Again, if,
3: if—if we've learned nothing, it is to aggressively isolate these things right. you know like obviously and and i mean if you're looking at what's going on in europe right now i you know i have a horse that's importing and we're just terrified that they're going to shut down the you know the importation of horses from european yep. countries like it's terrifying so i'm you glad know, that they're in a way it's good that what?
0: covid what happened right now because horses aren't going back and forth from the united states to europe so in a way we've stopped you know they kind are
3: of they absolutely not for showing
0: there. though, not because the, the most of the people who are showing can't get over well, here. So they, all uh,
3: the European horses
1: are just coming to the U.S. because most of the stuff shut down over there. Oh, so, so they are. Just, yeah, they're just gonna bring it over. Yeah, but I will say, I know I have a couple friends in Wellington, and they said that you know if your horse was imported in the last like X months or something like that or weeks, I, I don't know the specifics. Uh, wef isn't allowing you to show and And, like you're not allowed if you haven't entered the show prior to this date they're not allowing you to enter so they they're they've shut everything like down to just like you're there you have to take temperature two times a day um and i think they're doing that over at WEC too is like you still have to you have to log your temperatures um and post them somewhere for the vets to see and and everything like that. But I think it's just being smart and just like down in Wellington, my friend said that they have like a foot bath outside of their stalls and they hack over to the show, but, and they're allowed to still do that because there's no, you know, you're going in, you're showing, you're leaving, they're not touching anything. But when they get back, the riders and grooms wash themselves down. Uh, They have a foot bath set up. Uh, They take their horses temperatures. Two to three times a day, um, you know they're going above and beyond the well.
4: And I the do recommended protocol. just
0: said she was supposed to go down for a para show this weekend from Ocala, and she was told what she was called by the show yesterday and told she was all packed and ready to go today. And they said no horses from Ocala are allowed to go to Wellington right now. Yep. So they've yeah. shut down the horses from Ocala, too. Well, uh, OK, well, there's your update. That's where we are now. As as Kayla said, don't panic, uh, but be aware, you know, this is on the East Coast so far. We hope it doesn't spread, uh, but it could mean, you know, some interesting things if it gets worse than than the USEF and the FEI might, you know, might get involved and and. Who knows? I mean, we could see what's happening in Europe, but at this point, we're not. I have a brilliant money making idea here, guys, that the three of us can go in on, and that's horse masks. Uh, I think by, the, you know, it took about a month for masks to be required for humans. It'd be about a month for horses. That gives us time to ramp up and develop horse masks, and we can make them in cool colors and we can make a fortune. We can make a fortune, guys. It's-
1: we can put barn logos on them. Oh, yes. Perfect. Obviously. Everybody loves own logo. And we could have it if go you... around
0: their ears. You know, we can make it so it goes up and around their <laughs> ears and doesn't quite fit, right, like ours. Uh, you know, all that if, stuff. You,
3: if you make a prototype, I am more than happy to have Zeus test all of them. And if they survive <laughs> him, that's the one you sell. The indestructible. <laughs> it would that is the be winner. Like Darth
1: Vader mask.
0: I think Scooter <laughs> would love it myself. I think he'd prance around and show off and I think he'd think that's so cool. <laughs> All right. Well, there we would go. Only, my
1: big horse, my big horse would only wear the one if it sounded like Darth It's like whoo, whoo. You know, it <laughs> big and bad. He's so upset right now, too, because we took it was already planned for him to have
0: a week off anyway. No, no, for no. Rest
3: and- no, no, no. I'm going to oh. talk about oh. it in
0: First World Problems. So don't don't That's give right. it away. Thank you, Kayla. Okay, we appreciate your stuff. And bye. Talk to you soon.
3: <laughs> okay. we'll bye. I love you.
0: Well, there you go. I There's mean, the EHV1 update. First World
3: Problems are coming up, and, and <laughs> she's already written that one, and I loved it. So you're going to have to tune that out, save that.
0: Am I better? I took the gain down a bit.
3: Yes, okay. much better.
0: All right, let's do some Daily winnies. We promise that we'll do our EHV1 updates at the beginning of the shows as they're as they happen. We'll keep you informed. have auditors with birthdays, Bonnie Major, Kelly Hannigan, and Haley Johnson. Happy birthday to the three of you! Hey! We also want to welcome new auditors. We have Chris Wheelwright, we have Maggie Anderson, and Haley Claus. Thank you to all of you for becoming brand new auditors. If you're not part of the auditor room yet on Facebook, search for HRN Auditors and just request it. Uh, and we, we're glad that you're here. You also have access now to the private post show. Today we're going to be talking about jamie's little adventure in atlanta and meeting the new girlfriend Uh, right auditors will know what we're talking about
3: my brother met a horse girl and he's dating a horse girl that's what it's about but you said like i'm meeting the new girlfriend like it's not my girlfriend it's my brother's girlfriend
0: (laughs) so that's uh what we're going to talk about in the post show uh and you'll have access to that too so welcome everybody
3: Well, as I'm sure she's listening to us right now, I would like to give my daily winning to the queen, the queen of England. This is, this is a horse girl through and through for you. Okay. So the queen. God love her, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth, yeah, a and rough time and, right now with the whole and thank well, thanks for <laughs> Betty for sharing this. So, um, to so the Queen, you know, her husband is in the hospital, but in about 2018 and 2020, she lost kind of her last couple dogs. Um, she's a corgi person, and I think she did have like a well, uh, like a, a mixed breed. But anyway, she decided that that was enough. Like she she doesn't want to outlive her dogs. Or to have her dogs outlive her and nobody to take care of them, so she decided she was not going to be nobody getting any take dogs. Care of them. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, seriously, I'll take them anyway. So she she decided, like, okay, well, that's it for the dogs. You know, I'm getting up there in age, and I'm sure that it was a discussion between her and Prince Philip because you know. He's he's there as well, and that's a lot of dogs she's had for like a long time. A lot of dogs, a lot of corgis. That's a lot of hair. Um, so, she, so Prince Philip is in the hospital, and she just got freaking two new corgi puppies while he's in the hospital. I was like, yes, that is a horse chick. That is me. Chad always says every time he goes on a trip, when he comes home, there's more animals. Well, I'm just like the queen. The queen is just like us. God love her. Gotta love her. (laughs) You know what? She has
0: help, though, when the puppies eat, eat the furniture and pee all over the house. First of all, it must take forever to get out of that castle. Like, your dog has to go. You're lucky you make it outside.
3: It's, uh, yeah, first of all, problems. My house is so big. (laughs) Um, But just keep in mind, I mean, I just think that it's awesome that basically, like, her husband is in the hospital and she gets two more dogs. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. So, anyway, the the Buckingham Palace has declined to comment. So, we don't know their names. We don't know anything about them aside from— official
0: statement with pictures. But they have to wait to get the professional photographer in to get the pictures done. Well,
3: and maybe they should wait till Prince Philip gets home because, like, I don't know. (laughs) Make him at least look like he's a part of the decision, but we all know it's all about the queen.
0: Yeah, we're wishing him the best. He's been in there a while. He's been in for like 15 days or
3: something. I know, but he had a... And he was
0: 99. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to remind everybody that Horse Illustrated and Stream Horse TV have partnered to present the International Women's Day uh, conference. That's tonight at 8 o'clock. It's a 90-minute live stream Q&A. It starts um, tonight at 6 o'clock. It's March the 8th. It starts at 6 o'clock Eastern time. It has six leaders from the equestrian community. We talked about this on Friday. Uh, It's accessible. It's free. You can go check it out. Just go to horseillustrated.com. You'll see a link there it's called trailblazing uh trailblazing horsewomen and you'll find a live stream for that tonight so there you go that's what's happening uh At uh, over there at Horse Illustrated. And as we announced on Friday, they're also going to be doing a a once-a-month segment, or once-a-month episode with us every month now on the fourth week of the month, uh, fourth Tuesday of the month. Horse Illustrated is going to lead the Who's
3: going to be hosting
0: that? Sarah, who's a long-time friend of ours. Sarah's going to be hosting it. So uh, I'll probably join in on the first one, but they'll be hosting it themselves eventually here. But uh, yeah, the first one should be this month.
3: So Sarah contacted me a a while ago about uh, the trainer of the year thing. And uh, so I, I was like, Oh my God, I have I'm like horse illustrated was my magazine as a kid. And, and you, you, those who have had probably, horse I illustrated like
0: 70 years. I mean, it's yeah. Been a long
3: there's a centerfold and the centerfold and, and in my magazine, horse illustrated was a little different than, you know, the other adult magazine. So the centerfold was always a horse and I would always take the horse posters out and like hang them on my wall. You know, like I had every horse that was in the centerfold and uh, I just resubscribed to Horse Illustrated and I'm so excited to get my first magazine and see what my first centerfold is. <laughs> do they still do the centerfolds? I don't know. I hope so.
0: I don't know. Oh I don't know if they do or If not,
3: I'm going to talk to Sarah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sarah will fix <laughs> you up. <laughs> she's super nice and I'm looking forward to getting and that means all our Tuesdays and Thursdays have shows again so uh, because, because the Mustang took over the other one that was open and now we have horse Illustrated with the final one and we're and, moving up
3: in the world we got Mustangs and horse Illustrated involved I, I mean this is like a big deal now crazy it's crazy well let's do the fact of the
0: day <laughs> And now it's time for today's equestrian, who knew, Fact of the Day. Oh, this week we're going to do some celebrities of the week for Fact of the Day. And today's celebrity, bring that down a bit, today's celebrity is one of your favorites. Who is it, Jamie?
3: Who's, I don't know, who are you talking about today?
0: Vigo, we're talking about Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, and of course he was in one of your favorite movies of all time. Well, actually, I don't know if Hidalgo was one of your favorite movies of all time.
3: Um, I liked it. Not I not thought it was good. The music was really loud, <laughs> annoying. So Vigo, I, uh, you, you all know like him. I do like I do, and I mean, I think I liked him as the king as well. I mean, he, he's he's our king.
0: That's right. Vigo, of course, was known for Hidalgo and Lord of the Rings series, and uh, they were his biggest roles, I would say, probably in his career. But uh, you might not know that he came to own three horses from these films. After filming Hidalgo, Vigo bought the paint stallion from the set. It was the first one they used. They used a number of them. Uh, He bought the first one, and... God,
3: that's got to be hard to do to switch in and out of horses that are all Overo paint. (laughs) Like Try (laughs)
0: to get them right. I think they used four or Five different ones. Uh, but he liked this one, and he really did like it a lot, so much so that he bought the horse after the movie, uh, and uh, he... he brought it home and and his, the horse's name was TJ and when the premiere of Aldago's uh for the premiere of the movie he rode that horse to the premiere. Uh so he really did like that horse and kept it I think until it died. I don't know if that horse is still alive or not. Probably not. That was a long time ago. Uh what I didn't know is John Fusco who's become very popular now as a director was a screenwriter on that movie on Yeah, Hidalgo. we talked about
3: it with him. He was on the, he was in an interview with us.
0: Yes. Well, and he was a screenwriter for that movie, and I didn't know that, but he actually bought one of the other horses in the movie, and he retired it at the Red Road Farm, which is an American Indian horse conservancy that he runs. So, yeah. so there you go. I didn't know that little fact, and of course, he's become very popular now. Um during his, during, uh, Vigo's filming of Lord of the Rings, he rode two different horses, a Dutch Warmblood and a Chestnut, and he bought them both and brought them home as well. Both of them have passed away now. He said they were 18 or 19 when he bought them. They were really old when they did the movie, apparently. Uh, And he brought them home, but uh, they they have since passed away. Uh, And he actually bought one of the big, a big chestnut that also was used in the movie that that there was a stunt woman that rode that, and she liked that horse so much he bought it for her. So, uh, he actually bought a third horse out of that movie as well. So, he's bought a lot of horses from movies that he's liked, and uh, there you go.
3: That's awesome. I mean, come on. I'm sure he he didn't get a good deal on him. so way to go. Well, you guys heard Mandy on the
0: show co-hosting on Friday. She lives in a little town in New York City up in the upper state of New York. Not New York City, upper state of New York. And apparently that's Vigo's hometown. And he still comes back and lives there part of the year, so he's seen around town all the time. And I said, geez, don't tell Jamie that. She'll be inviting herself over.
3: What's the name of the town? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of the
0: town. It's upstate New York. But she said, all yeah, right. he's been spotted over town he comes into restaurants and
3: stuff so i mean hey i mean not uh, just his but i I think it was the green the green book that oh my gosh that was so good he's how old is he he's got to be
0: around my age isn't he
3: 50s Yeah, I guess
0: so, yeah. yeah. Hell, Taco was a long time ago, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. It seems like a long time ago. He was so good. We finally, after all these years, I broke down. I never liked Lord of the Rings because I thought they were boring. But we were, oh, it was one of the times we were camping. We downloaded them all, and it was like, okay, we're going to watch these while we're camping. I actually got through them all. I watched them all.
3: Got through them all, or you enjoyed them all? I got
0: through them all. I semi-enjoyed them all. Uh, uh, but I got gotcha. through them all. They got to admit, they were long in parts.
3: Uh, they, they, I mean, yeah, y- you know, but uh, there are a long time a going places.
0: And you know how I feel about that.
3: Why don't you read the books and see how slow that
0: stuff. Oh, I tried the books in. when they came out that I got 10 yeah. pages in and that was it. <laughs>
3: I know you can't handle that. <laughs> no. But if you like Vigo, go watch the green book because, oh, my gosh. I mean, I think he won an Oscar for it. So he it's really one of really, those
0: really guys cool. that has aged well, too. He's like the Sean Connery. You know, he's just aged well. He looked good then. It looks good now makes me sick, actually.
3: (laughs) Don't be a hater. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. What?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of hating for that. Uh, So I had a chance to catch up with Michael from Chem and Equine about good and bad inflammation. Inflammation can be both good at times and both bad at times. And I had a chance to catch up with him and discuss inflammation. Let's take a listen to that. I have Michael back with me from Chem and Equine. And Michael, in the past, we've talked about inflammation. And, you know, despite how we think about it, inflammation does have benefits. And I, I was thinking about that. How do we identify when inflammation goes from being beneficial, you know, doing the job that inflammation is supposed to do, to being harmful?
2: Well, you know, that's a, a great topic to discuss. Inflammation has an important role in the immune function and dealing with healing. We can use that example of like us getting a cut. So say we walk too close to the barbed wire fence and we get a nick on our skin. As it begins to heal, it gets red, it gets puffy, it starts to itch a little bit. Well, this is where inflammation is beneficial. It's bringing these immune cells, these other mediators that are rushing to that area, and it's really going to help deal with infectious elements such as bacteria or viruses that might have made it into the body. And it's also an important part of that healing process. I also like to use the kind of that reference of... Your horse, you turn your horse out, you know, in the morning from the stall, it's been cooped up all night. It runs out there and it's kind of bucking and snorting, slips in the mud, and suddenly it hyperflexated the joint. So you get that swelling in that joint. So this is an example of acute or short-term inflammation. It's very localized. It's very small or limited, limited to a specific area. And it's very beneficial to the health of that animal. When inflammation changes from being beneficial to being harmful is when it becomes chronic. It's long-lasting, or it's systemic, so it starts to spread throughout the whole body. So it's really about this homeostasis, finding a balance. We want enough of an immune response to help heal, but we don't want to overstimulate that immune system where it starts to have issues with throughout the rest of the body.
0: One of your focuses at Chem and Equine is gut health. We've talked about that many times before. but So what's the connection between gut health, and inflammation?
2: Well, it can really start with leaky gut syndrome. When we're talking to horse owners about leaky gut, we often get asked, how does that leak uh, you know, result in allergies or laminitis or these behavioral changes? Suddenly, our horse is a little bit more irritable than normal. And the connection, in fact, is that systemic inflammation. When the cells that make up the lining of that intestine are damaged, those tight junctions, think of it like Velcro that holds these cells together, when those get impacted, leaks begin to form. This can allow all kinds of pathogens or foreign particles to enter that bloodstream. If it's a small leak, or if that leak is very localized, it's very short-term, then we've noticed that acute inflammation, and as we talked about, the immune system can go to work in protecting that animal from further harm. But what happens if that leak is larger or it lasts for an extended period of time? That immune system continues to amplify its response, which can result in that systemic inflammation. There again, it's in the bloodstream, so it's spreading everywhere. Those inflammatory cytokines that are released by the immune system in response to that leak, they begin to get spread all over that body, and that can result in symptoms like skin allergies, laminitis, and a lot more. That's how leaky gut syndrome can be an underlying condition for many other health issues or those performance concerns that we see in horses, production livestock, humans, even pets.
0: So how can us horse owners prevent leaky gut syndrome and everything that it results in?
2: You know, there are several management nutritional approaches that we can actually take. Stress is one of those main causes of leaky gut syndrome. So things like extreme temperatures, not just hot, but as we saw here in Texas last month, that cold. Diet changes, exercise, trailering, um, really anything that takes that horse out of its comfort level, which seems to be about everything. So exposure to some of those stressors, they're going to be inevitable. We simply need to look for better ways to help manage the impact those stressors actually have. Next, make sure that you're actually feeding the gut. Give it nutrients needed to maintain that protective barrier and also, if you have a healthy barrier, you're absorbing more nutrients. This helps lead to peak health and performance. Chem and equine has a number of solutions that can improve the health and function of the gut. Some good examples of this would be Butyprol ZEQ. So it's the first product of its kind on the market. And this is going to provide supplemental butyric acid and zinc that really helps strengthen the intestinal tract of that horse. Second would be Clostat. Now, this is a really a proprietary, it's a patented strain of Bacillus subtilis. It's a probiotic, and it's been developed to help kind of create this natural defense against harmful equine-specific path, uh, pathogens and bacteria. And this includes a variety of Clostridium species. These products are nutritional solutions, so they're not drugs. The best result, though, comes from a combination of better management practices, managing that stress, improve nutrition and getting really proactive with your vet. So find out what that problem is, resolve the problem, and then maintain a healthier horse.
0: So where can where can we as horse owners get these ingredients that you're talking about?
2: So Keman Equine is an ingredient company and we work with a wide array of top feed and supplement companies that can bring these solutions directly to you, the horse owner. We suggest reaching out to your preferred feed or supplement company and ask if they're not already formulating with these ingredients. Um, and you can also visit kemin.com slash equine. That's kemi dot slash equine. You can click the buy now, and that'll take you to a page that has all of the feed and supplement companies that we're currently working with and what products contain what chemin technologies we offer. Additionally, if you want to hear our previous segments from Horses in the Morning, including the one on full body inflammation, please visit www.kemin.com slash podcast. That's K-E-M-I-N dot com slash E-Q podcast.
3: It's Monday. That means it's time for Horse Nation to stop by with some cleverly written horse stories or just some silly nonsense. Well, it is an empowering day for women. That's right. Every year, March 8th is designated as the day for International Women's Day. And uh, Deanne's going to come on to talk about an article that you guys wrote about it. Hi, Deanne.
4: Good morning. How are you?
3: Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Talk to me a little bit about the article that I believe you wrote. Well, so, I mean,
4: yes, but also to clarify, um, the video in the article is from FEI, and they are accredited because every year they do an awesome video montage or slideshow for International Women's Day. Um, So, you know, I don't believe in completely reinventing the wheel. So we embedded their video, which is just awesome. And if you watch it, you know, of course, it's got uplifting music in the background and amazing women doing amazing things on horses and with horses. So, of course, you get all, like, verklempt and watching it. But um, Mm -hmm. no, but the article itself is, you know, looking to recognize women on International Women's Day and everyone from, you know, the top women in their field, like BZ Madden and Mandy McCutcheon or, like, Kendall Lonsign to all the ones behind the scenes, like the coaches, the breeders, the trainers, the veterinarians, the farriers, you know, and there are, like, so many Different women who contribute to the equestrian industry, the you know, podcasters, (laughs) the editors that maybe we don't see in the headlines, but who really work to make the equestrian industry what it is.
3: Fantastic! Yeah, I I think Google did a similar video for women, and and yeah, you can't watch things like this and not get choked up. You know, my brother, his least favorite scene in Avengers Endgame is where all the women come together and march across the field to take down Thanos. And that is my favorite part of the movie. And they just don't understand yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a powerful woman moment. We need it. Anyway, Um. yeah. So uh, if you watch this video and not get emotional. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> My husband's trying to use the computer behind me and I just totally turned it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is just even better. <laughs> but he's like using it. And I just took the mouse from him and and closed what he was <laughs> opening because <laughs> it was covering the video and I'm trying to watch the video. So uh, definitely go check that out at horsenation.com if you want to get all emotional and, and feel uh, empowered as a woman. Uh, what are some of the other stories you guys have? Um you know we have
4: a couple of fun ones one of them so well, we always have a couple of fun ones right but like one of them is a throwback to um an article that Kristen Kovach Bentley wrote that just cracked me up and it's equestrian you know confessions i ride western and i don't love bling
3: which I mean I didn't know that those people exist, but if anybody's going to not love Bling, it's going to be Kristen. Well,
4: and she and I were laughing about it. She was like, that article was an entire mood for me for like years where she was like, <laughs> I was, like the anti-Bling person. <laughs> and I have to say, I also ride Western and I, too, don't love Bling, but I don't think it was a mood. I think it just manifests itself in how I dress myself and my horse. Do they even <laughs> let you on a showground if you don't have With- Bling? Well, it depends on your discipline, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're out sh- mountain shooting and uh, I'll, you know, I actually do mountain shooters. wear the old fashioned
0: costumes from the 1800s. No,
4: not anymore. No? I mean, they quote unquote do, but um, it's morphed a little bit. And it's looking like you, you, if you're not wearing as a female, if you're not wearing a dress or like a skirt, you still have to wear chaps or chinks. So, um, and a Western shirt. But that leaves things pretty open, right? Because Western shirts, and we're talking like it has a clasp at the wrist and a clasp and a clasp at the collar, um, can get pretty blingy. And the chaps are mm. people are doing amazing work with chaps oh, spend where $1, they're $1, like,
0: "Dollars on those custom chaps, they're crazy." Oh, easy, yeah,
4: easy. And they're like, and I totally, you know, have Chap and over like the ones with like the shiny leather <laughs> chap and all the fringe. So it gets blingy, but I want to say. And you do see people with, like, their crystal, like, bedazzled conchos and stuff and tack. But I feel like in mounted shooting, you see it a bit more in chaps and holsters because those are your real accessories, right? Well, and the holster's Mm -hmm.
0: across your chest, right? So it pretty much covers the entire shirt anyway, right?
4: waist like mine just goes around my waist and some people have the shoulder strap it just depends on your style but yeah so you you see the bling there but I don't feel like in mounted shooting you see the bling in the same way that you see it like in the western pleasure world (laughs) where like the show jackets are all crystal
3: I love this article because it <laughs> it has a picture of Kristen that is from high school, I think, or college. High or and, college, I think. And she's riding, and she, her comment is: "This glitter shirt still haunts me." <laughs> and she, like back in the day when somebody was like, "You have to put on something shiny," and so she's wearing something shiny and clearly hates it. But I it's love, it's I love understated like- for that.
4: I know, and I love that she's like, I got it off of eBay for $50, and the thing, like, glitter bombed every other
3: article of clothing I own. Snowed glitter. She said there's still glitter on her saddle. (laughs) That's (laughs) ridiculous. Fantastic. See it, right? Yeah absolutely and then the fast one we were going to talk to is uh, tell me about the 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 horse girl fashion well, now that we're the, talking about glitter right like, hilarious right like talk
4: about a perfect segue and i don't know that i even planned it that way <laughs> um yeah this uh this horse girl street fashion was based on a tiktok video and it's really just this series of clips as are all tiktok videos at least to buy like too old for TikTok understanding (laughs) Um, of like horse girls at horse shows, like heading out to feed their horses in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's them, like, schlepping their hay and grain in their, like, sometimes muck boots, sometimes kicks, and, like, their pajama pants and sweatshirts and barn jackets, which, like, let's get real, that's how most of us feed our horses in the morning.
3: I fed this morning before the show in pajama pants and uh, slippers and a... um what is this? What kind of shirt is this? Polar fleece that's hot pink. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. You're rocking yes. it today.
3: <laughs> oh <laughs> I, man, I, I don't know how my husband can keep, keep his hands off me in the morning cuz I'm like, <laughs> so hot. And I like don't have my horses at home, right? So
4: I can't even imagine what it would look like if I did. But when I do go to horse shows, you know, you you get up early and before you do anything else, you go and like feed and tend to the horses and for me that often means it was a late night the night before. So, you know, your horse friends are your good friends when you can like roll out and all see each other like barely with your cup of coffee, but man, we're feeding our horses.
3: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Deanne, this is awesome. Everybody can go to horsenation.com to see these videos or to read these stories. And, uh, we appreciate you coming on and hope you have a great week. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Thanks Deanne. Thanks Deanne.
0: I saw uh, Deanne was out skiing with her family over the weekend. They're big skiers. Oh, yeah. So that was. They looked like they were having a lot of fun. Teaching i got to ask you, does anybody in the horse world have any first world problems that we need to talk about today?
3: There might be a few. Oh, okay, well then. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good all right well remember that if you have an equestrian problem it is a first world problem that is like the life you live um but i would also like to say uh, Glenn, if, if somebody wants to participate and give uh, our, their First World Problems to us to talk about, how do they do that?
0: Well, they can also help support. By doing that, you're helping support the Horse Radio Network and the shows and the hosts here. Uh, and you can help support the network by going to horseradionetwork.com. Scroll down the right-hand side of the page, and there's an auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you can become an auditor. And it's in the auditor Facebook room that all the magic happens, like we post for the First World Problem. Uh, We post for some giveaways. We do special videos in there, like I'm probably going to be doing one tonight. Uh, So, yeah, that's where they can do it. And uh, you also help support the hosts and uh, keep the shows going here.
3: All right, then you can go to, yeah, like you said, horseradio.com. I'm I'm reading these, and and there's a follow-up, that because I was very confused. Uh, Ursina, bless her heart. Well, you did. You also asked for horse first war problems and you need to keep it separate because he was like, what's your first war problem? And what is your horse? My name is so-and-so and and my breed is so-and-so and and my problem is so-and-so. Well, you can't like do one or the it needs to be one or the yeah, other. Yeah, well, it was but, my
0: first time and I w- I was afraid there no horses would want to give us their problems, see? But You
3: choked. Uh, <laughs> I was tired. I was I, I couldn't get it last night, I'd get them really late, so you know whatever. Um but Ursina had a problem and it required a follow-up question, which is always entertaining. And she said My horses are shedding, but I ultrasound scanned use this weekend. And now my arms are black and blue. And so I can't groom my horses. And I was like, say what? And I said, I need, I need you to explain. And she said, the sheep jump and kick, which (laughs) mean my arms Gets caught between the sheep and the handling system. And I'm like, are you rectaling sheep to like ultrasound them? Because it's a horse person. That's what I was thinking. She's like, my hand, my arms really hurt because I got slammed in the panel like 50 times. And then finally she puts, uh, the scanning probe goes to the left of their udder. And I was like, oh, thank God. It's <laughs> like, if you're rectal ultrasounding a bunch of sheep and you're getting blasted (laughs) like we need to reconsider life is what you need to do
0: (laughs) sounds dangerous
3: (laughs) oh boy so here we go so we're gonna go back to um let's let's start let's let's go to zeus's first world problem because zeus had a really big first world problem over the weekend and um it included i wasn't here and so apparently he decided to escape from abby house sitting listeners
0: that's her escape artist mustang that she adopted
3: God. I mean, he's driving me crazy. You put him in a stall, he bangs on the wall. You put him on the paddock, he bangs to get back in. It's it's He's like a cat. He's like unhappy anywhere you put him unless he's eating. And he has uh, equimetabolic syndrome. He can't eat all the time. It's just it's so frustrating.
0: We need to put him and Scooter out together. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. Well, uh, so his, his uh, first world problem is, and I posted a picture. I'll post it in the auditor's room, and it said, the humans are trying to kill me. They're keeping me captive and not letting me live my truth. <laughs> and also, they're keeping the feed room locked. Set help, Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Damn it, Zeus. God, he's exhausting. I mean to tell you, I am. I am just. Um, yeah, when you just when you get report cards from people that are like kind enough to look after your stuff, and then this happens. Um, okay, so Chantelle took the horse route, and she says, "My name is Nacho, and I'm a thoroughbred gelding, and my mom just got me a big load of straight orchard grass hay." After feeding this alfalfa orchard for like the last two months, and I cannot deal with such boring hay.
0: <laughs> that horse is not going to eat for a week.
3: <laughs> no, it takes a while. Like, God forbid you give a, a horse just gets waiting alfalfa.
0: For the good stuff to each. show up. Like,
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, here's Kayla's problem because she was on earlier and she's like, Hi, my name is Stokey Du Lorette. I am a cell Saint gelding, and my owners have the audacity. To give me the week off from showing so I can hack out and rest. And they are clearly unwell because I need to be at the horse show so my fans can see me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's so I'm saying.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
3: exactly. Um, Carrie says, yesterday I got to ride my friend's lease horse, a three-year-old 18-hand Clydesdale. Oh, wow that's going to be a really big still. She said he was amazing, but his baby brain could not understand that the ray of sunlight in the indoor was not an impenetrable wall. <laughs> oh my God. How many times have I ridden a horse in the indoor and light comes through and they jump over the like light little area. God, or they have so real hard.
0: trouble with the mirror because there's always a mirror in an indoor and they have real trouble with the mirror. One
3: or the Gosh, others. don't turn a horse out in the indoor with a mirror. Um, Alex says, spring is almost here. Yay! But I was just getting the hang of riding the winter version of my horse. <laughs> 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 then just think how much better it's going to be in the spring. <laughs> That's um, great. my name is, Laurie says, my name is Laurie's horse says, my name is Firefly and I'm a Mustang and my cheap ass mom bought my new turnout on clearance. So the only color left was Navy and everybody else got pretty colors. And this is so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I know I get it too. All my blankets are Navy and Parker gets a red one. Cause that was what was on clearance and he looks fabulous in red. I'm sure the other ones are all jealous. Um, Amy says, I got to leave work and go to the horse park on Friday, Yay! but not for anything fun, just for my vaccine. I'll
0: <laughs> well, take your place if you don't want to do
3: that. She if said, Nicole, and she got it at a horse park I, though. <laughs> I know she did say, yes, I'm grateful for the vaccine. I do that's just to appease you. Robin says, <laughs> we just got a brand new set of leather couch seating. And so when I enter the den, I'm like super disappointed. The leather's coming from that instead of a room full of tech. <laughs> <laughs> I you walk in the room. You're like, oh, I smell a new saddle. And it's the couch. Boring. Um, Lara has uh, her horse submitted a problem. My name is Davina and I'm a Westphalen mare and an outgrown my fifth saddle. So my human like needs to sell a kidney or give up on finding a used one that fits and just buy me a damn custom one. But she's like dragging her feet. <laughs> oh, God. That would be so annoying. <laughs> uh, Lorene has a great one. Uh, this is her horse. Uh, Lorene says, hi, my name is Bramble. Oh, I gotta do. It. I wonder if her horse has a New Jersey accent. I oh, would it go to. with, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hi, my name is Bramble, and I'm a quarter horse. And my problem is I love my vet, and I want to see him all of the time. <laughs> and my mom gets, like, really mad, but I think she's just jealous of the relationship and affection that I have for my vet. <laughs> <laughs> I've had those horses. I'm like, you got to be worse to my horse? Cause they like you too much. We're seeing pain you too much. Um, Jenny's horse has a problem. Hi, my name is Wednesday and I'm a spotted saddle horse. And my problem is my mom like wants me to gate, but I've had all winter off and I'm like fat. <laughs> Robin's horse has a problem. My name is diva. These names are hilarious. My name is Diva, and I'm a being very on- good
0: and very selective about which one will I comment on for International Women's Day. Did you notice that?
3: Yes, I'm, you're doing great. Do- I mean,
0: it's, I'm I'm sitting on my hands, but I'm doing fine.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, my name is Diva, and I'm on mare, and my human thinks it's necessary to wrap my hay in this net thing with <laughs> these tiny holes. P.S. I'm not fat. I'm big boned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Scooter gets that too, the slow feed hate nets, and he hates them. He rips at them, tries to rip them down. He does everything he can to tear that thing apart.
3: My border horse, Luna, has one and her round bale, she's out with pink and and Luna, God, she gets so mad. It's like wrapped all around the round bale and she paws and like throws her shoulder into it. Round bale's worse. You're looking at all that hay and you can't get to it. Oh, it's the worst, but you know what's saving me a ton of money because she just vacuums. She's like a hoover. (laughs) And then she's huge. Um, Stephanie says, my horse has a giant bright arena, which means amazing footing to work in now, but like a giant Arena means riding with other horses and all he wants to do is like talk to the other horses and play with them. He just has a three-year-old. Um April says I found the most beautiful emerald green saddle pad and matching brow band. But it's in England. I she's she shared it with me and it is I I would like to have it too. I feel like we should go to England and get it. Let's go. Um Kristen, who we talked about before, the one who does not like the bling. Kristen says it is going to be a bright. Didn't she live in like North Dakota or something crazy? Like why? It's yeah, a lot I think of snow. Yeah. Like the snow and not North Dakota, but uh, she says it's going to be a bright, warm, sunny evening and it's perfect for riding, but I have to haul cattle for the farm that lets me board my horses for free. <laughs> Nobody feels sorry for you. Load oh, up. work. These- Oh, Brenda says, and her horse has a problem. And her horse says, "My name is Simon, and I'm an Arabian. And my problem is that my mom forgot to bring me carrots, so like I had to eat treats out of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very Arabian. <laughs> like, does. ew! It's like processed. I want organic carrots." <laughs> TJ says after six weeks of not being ridden, I was still able to safely ride cash bareback with just a lead rope. Oh, what a boring horse. (laughs) Uh. Um, Kimberly's horse has a problem. Oh, this is sad. My name is Guinness and I'm a Dutch warm blood. And my problem is that the puppy always gets treats and I don't, and it's not (laughs) fair. Courtney has a horse with a problem and, and it's my name is spring and I'm a thoroughbred. And my problem is that my mom gave me all of February off. um. So now when she comes, I just expect to get fed or groomed every time I see her. But now she like wants me to work and I didn't agree to this new schedule. <laughs> and she keeps saying something about horse shows and, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. And finally, Danny has a horse with a problem. My name is Evie, and I'm a 10 month old Dutch warm blood that my mom bought as a dressage prospect. But she didn't realize that my uncle competed in the 2012 Olympics for eventing, and I want to be exactly like him. I jump out of everything. <laughs> Stanley, <laughs> At
0: I get 10 months old, she has a long road to go. there
3: <laughs> i think they just no because stanley jumped out as a baby like he jumped out of his pasture all the time and it was so annoying and i'd have to go over to the neighbors to get him because he would jump out and not not know how to jump back in and so i'd have to go over and lead that's how he learned to lead as a baby was i would just have to lead him all around the whole property after we weaned him and um he just quit. He just kind of quit doing it. Mm. Like, I think they get bigger and it gets harder. <laughs> so hang in there, sister. We, did have a, we had a big
0: 18 hand gray one that we bought one time. I No, Jennifer bought it. I forget. It was a jumping horse and, and we got it uh, for resale or something. And that horse, they warned us. They warned us when we bought it and we kind of didn't believe them, you know, cause it was a big gray and it jumped everything. Well, it actually could jump everything, like every fence in the farm and it would just go hopping from field to field.
3: Oh my gosh. What do you do? in that habit?
0: Well, we ended up having to put it, We ended up having to raise the fence and in one section of the field, put hot wire up about 10 feet. Uh, and, uh, then like,
3: we ended Giraffe up, fencing. Yeah. We ended up,
0: and this horse literally, when you're riding him, could jump anything. I mean, because he could jump the fence. He could jump anything he wanted to. So uh, we ended up selling him, and the guy that bought him was a handicapped rider. This horse was 18 hands, uh, was a handicapped rider that Was knew he was going to – he only had like a couple years to live, this guy, and he loved jumping, and he needed a push-button jumping horse, and he loved that horse till the day he died. So the horse ended up where he was supposed to be, but they couldn't turn him out. He had to be in and or hand-walked because he wouldn't stay in anything.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's (laughs) exhausting.
0: (laughs) But he loved that horse. You know how we always say that horses sometimes end up where they're supposed to be? Well, that horse ended up where – I even forget his name. It was so long ago. But that horse would jump anything. It was the biggest gray horse I've ever seen.
3: (laughs) Well, um, I would like to remind people that um, according to my husband – and at this point, I'm opening negotiations um, (laughs) – that the world famous with his very own hashtag, hashtag Zeus, Zeus the Mustang – can be yours. <laughs> he, he is um d- to save my marriage. <laughs> if any listeners are really excited about having a Mustang, he's yours. He has only has like like I said, EMS. He can escape anything. He did have one pound of lemonide, so he has three degree rotation, but it doesn't make him unsound. Um anything else, honey, that you want to talk about with Zeus? Oh, that he can't um,
0: say those words on the air.
3: <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Uh, he's, he's so good looking he's so pretty <laughs> you i was thinking you know
0: turn give him over to one of these uh mustang rescues that turn him out in 500 acres but he'd eat himself to death
3: oh uh, he would and 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 like i told you like he's not really for like I, I i nobody could deal with this horse besides somebody who's dealt with him for seven years you know six years he is a challenge
0: so, he's a challenge as oh a horse God. husband i i'm with chad on this one
3: He's just getting worse, though. The problem is he's just getting worse. Like, he's getting more demanding and more of an ass pain. Like, more of a, like... When you bring him in, he starts banging on the stalls to get out. And you put him out, and he will... We have these metal gates, pipe gates, and he will slam his feet on the pipe gates to get back in. <laughs> like, what is happening here? Like, what do you want? Do you You don't want to go out. You don't want to go in. And, like... I think he would be happy if you fed him all the time, but you can't feed him all the time. Here's the one good thing that he does is he is terrified of electric fence, like terrified of it. You can open the gate and try to ride him through it, and you almost have to get off and lead him through it. <laughs> so he does stay in electric fence really well, but that's it. <laughs>
0: well, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And you, do, you, do you think they get frustrated when they can't talk to us and that we don't understand what they're saying? They're obviously saying something.
3: I th- absolutely do. I understand what he's saying. And he is a, tr- a mind of survive, which is like, I need to eat food. And he just wants food. And he's learned if he bangs on something, he'll get attention. And what happens is that he bangs on something and my dog Zinny goes over and starts barking at him. And then I, go, I have to go over and I have to get Zinny And then he has my attention. You know, like, it's so it's... I'm exhausted talking about it. <laughs> I this horse. I don't know what to do.
0: Well, <laughs> if you would like to be the but, owner yeah, of an is, escape artist my, Mustang, contact Jamie. <laughs> no, he's famous.
3: South. I mean, he's a like, uh, you can have. Uh, Lots of fun. The, the 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 thing is, for real, like I love riding him. He's so fun. Like I can I can put him in a trailer and take him anywhere and hop on him, and he is just the so. Exact for a couple same.
0: hours a week, he's a joy.
3: It, he's a blast. <laughs> when you're riding him, but every other, every other hour moment, of the week, <laughs> yeah, every other moment sucks. <laughs> if anybody has anything that they would like to, uh, any advice they can give me, or no, for real, like somebody wants him <laughs> at this point. <laughs> We, we can talk Jamie wants to
0: stay married for another week
3: so. I like my mm. husband yeah, you got uh, stay married Do we if come I... out and
0: visit sometime I, I like hanging out with Chad you can't dump him yet or he can't dump I... you yet it would be the way. no it case. would not be yeah. me dumping
3: yeah. him he no would it would be me. the other way <laughs> because of the
0: <laughs> you're never going to find anybody to put up with you again so you better no. hang out with that I know alright that's it for today hang on auditors we're going to chat about Jamie's weekend in the post show
3: alright Spain neuter and
0: Tomorrow is Endurance Day with Karen here on the show
4: talking endurance riding.
0: Well, thanks for hanging around, everybody. We really appreciate you being here in the post show. And thank you so much for continuing your support of us. And some of you increased your pledges again. We love that.
3: You were I thought over, you were going to thank me for continuing to have drama in my life and share it with you. That's what I thought you were going to think. Well, me no, for. that's a
0: constant given. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't have to <laughs> thank you. Here. That comes naturally. <laughs> so over the weekend, you went to Atlanta to see your brother. Now, this is not the twin brother. This is the other
3: brother. Correct. This okay. is the older brother who lives in Atlanta. My twin brother lives down in Florida. Okay. Um, and I went there because he called me and he was like, I've got concert tickets to Driving and Crying on Friday night. You should come. I got you a ticket. And I was like, yeah, okay. That's right, because I, I like, went driving I and what? <laughs> driving driving and crying. They were like, you weren't from the southeast, so you don't know who no, they are. But no the people in the southeast, they were very popular in like the late 80s, early 90s. And I was in high school, elementary school and high school. And they were like the coolest band in the world. So they played and So I went on Friday to meet with him, uh, to meet with my brother. And I, I got in, it was a hell of a time getting in because it was also NBA all-star weekend in Atlanta. Oh, and, uh, some fans not showed a lot up. of MTC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, fans are just people that just wanted to ex- absorb that culture. Oh. Uh,
0: Party in other words,
3: <laughs> partying in the streets. Uh, so I, there was a lot of people. I, I so I ended up having to fly. Wait a it's into...
0: Daytona Bike Week, so the bikers that uh, weren't in Atlanta were here. So kind of D- different,
3: different, different, totally group. different crowd. Yeah, different, and we're kind of
0: glad to didn't mix. <laughs> Yeah,
3: yeah, I'd say. I'd say that's probably safe. Um, so anyway, I had to fly into Charlotte and rent a one-way car, which is not cheap, and then drive to Atlanta because Lucas was like, well, ah. a I'm like, hour let's just drive. go home.
0: <laughs> huh? That's a several-hour drive.
3: It's about four hours, yeah. yeah. It wasn't super fun. Um, and then I met my dad and gave Lucas off to him, and I hung out with my brother uh, for the weekend and, and met the the horse Girlfriend. Oh, and this is the
0: brother that hey hates horses, didn't want anything to do with horses.
3: And oh, then he God ends no. up with a yeah. horsey
0: girlfriend, right?
3: Of course. And it's so weird. And she walked in and I was like, Wow, she looks really normal and like cool. <laughs> like is that unlike some t- of the other girlfriends? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Because my my brother typically likes him uh, well, let's just say if you rode a lot of horses, you would have a lot of black eyes. Mm. That's what he typically goes for. The big boobs. Got it.
4: Um,
3: and she's a horse chick. Like she's normal, and she had like normal dress, and she had been working at a horse show. She'd been secretary to horse show all day, and so she was just. And so she came and sat down, and she's just delightful. I really liked her. She's currently showing in the hunters, but wants to get back to the jumpers. And uh, we talked about the hunter shows and how you wait around for hours and hours. And I, I told them that you wanted my brother to come on the show and talk about. Talk about being, you know, dating a horse chick. And uh, he said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe wait until after I go to a horse show. You know, so I have something to talk about. And I was like, let <laughs> me stop you. Do not go to a hunter show. Don't do it. <laughs> Never do that. You guys will break up. What did up she say? <laughs> she's like... She's like me. She was like, yeah, we don't really like bringing you because then we just worry about how you're feeling all day and don't focus on what we're doing. <laughs> I was like, God, she's good. She's good. Anyway, so I really liked her. and um, aside from Did the you get fact any time alone has, with
0: her to talk to her about your brother?
3: I don't want to talk to her about my brother. I okay. just want to talk about horses. And she has a, uh, a young child, so we talked about horses and children. And it was just perfect. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I liked her. Who knew? And uh, I, my brother likes her too, so we'll see where that goes. Isn't but not it kind um, of yeah. weird. Anyway. I grew up
0: in a family of four, three brothers. There are four boys, no girls. None of us had anything to do with horses except we had to pass them all the time because we lived in Amish country and we, they just were a pain in our ass, which is pretty much what we thought about horses. And then two of us ended up marrying horse girls. Could be the uh, same when... in your family.
3: Well, yeah. I think my brother is always dated as I said by the Big boob comment. He's always dated girls that are incredibly different than me. Like, uh, if you were to put me and one of his girl, it's like polar so opposites. So he was trying to get as far and away now, from
0: you as possible.
3: <laughs> always, always. And I was like, this is weird. She's like normal and like wearing normal clothes and not, looks normal and has conversations that are normal. So anyway, it was delightful. I it, it worked out really well. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna. Work out for him, but I'm gonna no matter what, I'm gonna keep her so <laughs> she stays. Well, I was or the concert
0: with stays. whatever that group was called again.
3: Glenn, I got my face rocked off. I'll <laughs> tell you that. This is back in the day where there was like guitar solos and just it was just awesome. Was it packed? It was, awesome. was it packed? So it was weird. Um, it was basically like little four seat pods and you had to buy all four tickets together. And they're like little plexiglass pods that were, yeah, I I took a, I driving to cry and shared a photo from the stage before anybody came. And it is, it is crazy looking. And we were like eighth row, but we were a hundred yards back because there was so much separated too. Yeah. 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 Next to each other with, with plexiglass, but there was no plexiglass on the front. So the front was like, you know, six feet from the other pods. It was just, it was a very strange thing, but it was it was really fun. It was a cool, it was just a, a you know a unique experience. I have to
0: ask you, as a sound guy, how did it how did that affect the sound? Did it at all? The plexiglass bouncing sound around? Glenn, I'm going to be honest with you here. You, you were so loud; it didn't matter.
3: No, I'm just I'm gonna like if I you know would have stayed in the back, I probably would have been frustrated with the sound, but. I, I'm just not going to sit in a pod in the back. (laughs) And so I went to the front row to the front set of pods and I saw a pod filled like, to be completely honest, I was the youngest person in that entire place. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, like I was probably in seventh grade when they were popular and most of them were people that liked them were like, you know in their early 20s so those people that were in their early 20s were at the concert but they're not in their early 20s anymore and so i'm still like a good 10 to 15 years younger than anybody else who went to the concert so i found a, a table full of um older gentlemen and i joined them Ooh, how'd that go <laughs> uh, i was like hey How's it going? And and uh, I was like, I, you know, the one of the good songs was on. We're all like singing, dancing. And I was like, I've loved this band since high school. And this guy goes, what was that, last year? And I was like, oh, I'm going to keep you. And he goes, will you marry me? And so I stood with them the rest of the concert. You made their night. They thought it was going to be a boring night with the guys. I danced with four older gentlemen. I'm not danced with them, but I danced in their pod. And uh, the sound was great from front row. I'm not going to lie. It's awesome.
0: (laughs) And you left your brother alone in the back.
3: Yeah, he was with this girl. Like he was with a bunch of girls oh, and okay. he was fine. I mean, I kept going back and forth and you know, hanging out with him, but like, I mean, come on. I'm I'm not here to hang out with strangers in a pod. I'm here to see a band. And that's what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun. And I'm glad I you did. didn't expose your child to that.
3: I did not. And I didn't expose myself. Is what I thought you were going to say. That. I did not have hair. I thought But there is I went with the
0: child. I thought four... about
3: there were 460 plus gentlemen who had a really good time at that concert <laughs> cuz I did end up bringing some of the other girls into the pod. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so much for the pods being a socially distant.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, didn't think
0: that. You you and and the other group, the group that was there for basketball. Uh I'm sure they were socially distant. Not,
3: uh, oh, I'm, so, I'm sure. Yeah. The, to be I I don't know they weren't at the concert, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's it for today. Thanks, everybody. Glad you had fun. I'm glad you had fun. Got to see your brother and your dad.